Hey guys, how are you? This is Mark Joseph, your host. This is Pronto 1804 Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. We have Ishay Mitchell on today. Hey man, how you doing? Doing good, man. Appreciate you for having me on here. Yes, sir. I greatly appreciate you for your time today. Thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For the people who don't know, who are you and where are you located and what is Austin Mobile Homes? Uh, so, uh, I'm Ishe, I'm 22, uh, I'm a mobile home broker here in Austin. Um, Austin Mobile Homes is a full service mobile home brokerage company. So, uh, we buy and sell used mobile homes. Uh, we handle title transfer, title transfers, uh, and we also do notaries. So yeah, uh, kind of like a one-stop shop. If you guys need, if they need a mover, we refer movers. So just kind of a one-stop shop for, uh, mobile homes, used awesome. mobile homes. Awesome. How did you get into the business and how did you know that this is something that you wanted to do? Uh, so, yeah, I kind of just came up on this. Uh, I was working. So I kind of got my foot in the door uh, in the corporate world early at 17, uh, working at A+. So I kind of did that until uh, until 2020. Yeah, really. I uh, quit last year. So uh, I was kind of tired of it. I was fed up of the nine to five and everything with it and I, since I did it young I kind of wanted to see what else I would do and I always asked myself like if I wasn't doing this what would I be doing so kind of found real estate going to a couple of meetups with a friend uh, and then we kicked it off together bought our first mobile home for $2,500 and kind of just learned you know through failure and through all the trials and tribulations of that and then you know fast forward to 2022 now we have our own businesses and you know so that's yeah. awesome how, how was purchasing your first mobile home? Walk us through that. How did that feel? What was the experience like? And what what all did it take to transform the mobile home to look the way that you want it to look as well, too? Uh, the first mobile home, uh, it was it was fun. It was definitely uh, frustrating as well. Uh, so we kind of learned everything on that deal. Because uh, ultimately, you know, long story short, we had to evict our tenant. So we kind of learned the whole process from remodeling to, you know, going to finding a buyer, finding a tenant, vetting out tenants, you know, and then uh, unfortunately having to evict one. But I just remember my homie, uh, we had went to a meetup and then just like right after he was, he's very like, he plays offense in life. So he's very, you know, a, he's a go-getter. And he was like, I'm, I'm about to go check out this mobile home in Seguin for uh, 3500 And then I was like, he was like, you want to go? I was like, yeah, let's go. And we had just came back from Miami at the time. So I was like, dang, we were looking at the mobile home. And I was like, bro, we got to get it. We didn't know anything about, you know, mobile homes, real estate, anything like that. But I was like, me and you both together spent, you know, at least 2500 in Miami. So we got to get this mobile home, bro. I was like, we just got to get this mobile home. So uh, we talked the lady down to 2500 and then we bought it from there. Uh, and then, you know, we both just kind of did the demo, all the, all the work ourselves, all the demo work and everything. We learned a lot through that process. We learned to probably better off just to hire hire it out uh than to do it yourself but that's you know another lesson that we learned we just kind of learned everything really on that first mobile home and then that kind of just put us on our way you know going forward with the rest of our deals yeah and so you highlighted some key things that you learned from your first transaction what are also you know what are those key things that you walk away from from that first transaction that you take with you to every deal now like what are those key things and not only that what do you look in, what are you looking for when you look at a mobile home? Because there has to be some mobile homes where you're like, nah, this isn't worth spending money on. 
but yeah. to the un to the untrained eye it's hard for them to see that so you being a professional and having experience and having a trained eye what what how do you know when something's a winner so uh well to go on your first question what are some things that we learned uh the biggest thing that i learned was just having an exit strategy when you go into a deal so you know knowing if you're going to buy it to rent it out knowing if you're just going to uh, fix and flip it knowing if you're just going to sell it real quick and wholesale it so just having that exit strategy going into it because uh, we definitely instead of losing money on that first mobile home we could have sold it really early before we even did the demo work and you know made profit off of it but we, we didn't really have a, a end goal so having that end goal and exit strategy and then uh, as far as like what i look for now in a mobile home <clears throat> i don't do any more fixing flips really uh so now you know we kind of just wholesale deals you know broker them get them under contract and then sell it to somebody else uh but what i look for is just you know is if i look for the year so it has to be 1990s and above and then you know, just as if it's something that I would live in. I don't buy anything that I wouldn't really live in. So, you know, even if it requires work, it's like, would I be willing to do the work? That's kind of what I look for. And then, you know, anything that's less than or lower than 1990s, I don't really pay too much attention to just because, you know, we're all the way in 2020 now or, yeah, 2022 now. So those are 40, 50, 50 year old homes. It's awesome. And then you mentioned that you also have a partner. How important is it having a team and having someone to support you, not only when it comes to having a business partner, but just in general, you know, a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners, um, sometimes it, it seemed to, it seemed from outside looking in like they're doing it all on their own at times and don't yeah. have anyone supporting them. How important is it to have a good, you know, support system and, you know, family to back you or just good, good friends and good company around you to keep you? Yeah, definitely. I definitely got some real ones around me. I definitely, I wouldn't have made it this far if I didn't, honestly. Uh, and just like, you know, having people to keep you grounded, reminding you what you want in life and then like I said, I have real ones, so they, you know, they check me. They When I'm going kind of off course, they tell me, they, you know, you need to do this, or they get on me, so I appreciate that. And then uh, as far as, like, having a business partner, uh, it's, it's motivating because, you know, sometimes when you're down and you're not feeling it, it's like, you know, you see him going hard, or you see your partner going hard, and it's like, I got to catch up. And it's kind of the same thing. You see him have a good month, you know, it's possible. So, like, uh, before I started hitting big numbers, you know, my my, uh, my bro, Mark, he started hitting, he was, a, like, the first one to hit big numbers. So I was like, just him doing that made it, like, made me know I could do the same thing. So just having that confidence and uh, having somebody to, you know, inspire you and keep motivating you to go forward. That's awesome. And then so with you creating Austin Mobile Homes, what is the vision for Austin Mobile Home in 10 years or five years? What's what's the next step that you see with your business and where you guys are wanting to go? Yeah, definitely. Uh, shoot, just lasting, like you said, like being here for 10 years, that's that's the goal is, you know, lasting because it's, it's easy to kind of get on. It's just the hard part is just staying consistent because you know what you already have to do when you make it. You know, you already know everything, the marketing, the sales, all of that. You kind of know what you have to do is just consistently doing it in the days that you don't feel like doing it. So that's, you know, ultimately the vision is just being still being still having Austin Mobile Homes be around and then just kind of expanding and scaling from that. So I want to have, you know, mobile home trucks. I want to have a park. I want to have my own, you know, moving companies, stuff like that. I want to have, you know, like my own uh, mobile home agents and stuff like that. 
do you see yourself ever venturing off to any other things as well too or do you want to specifically focus on mobile homes i know you said you want to have a moving team as well too but is there anything else outside of that that you also want to look into by chance or is it just mobile homes that you specialize in that you want to continue to do no eventually so once i get this to where i want it to be and it's you know taking off uh I want to play Monopoly, you know, start just buying stuff in the city. So that's my ultimate goal. I don't really want a job or anything like that. Kind of just want to be an investor and just buy, you know, buy out the city. That's awesome. And so for the person that's on the other end listening to this right now, what tips and tricks do you have for them? And what insight do you have to give them? Because, you know, on the outside looking in, it's it's easy to think that this just happens overnight, you know, how much yeah. work actually goes into what it is that you do and, and buying a mobile home and closing on a mobile home and, and, you know, getting a tenant. I know you said your first transaction, you had the, you learned that you have to start vetting them from here on out. So how much mm-hmm. work goes into what it is that you actually do? Yeah, man, it's a grind. Like people think it's just, you know, buying and selling mobile homes and closing deals, but you know, you're up late, you know, you're up early in the morning, set, putting out mobile home signs when nobody's with you, you know, and, you know, you got to put out the signs two, three hours, you know, 5 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever time you go, because you try not to get caught. And then, uh, you know, you got to answer all the phone calls. You got to go out to see the home. Some of them aren't good. Some of them are good. Some of them are hour drives. Some of them, you know, are 10, 15-minute drives. Then on the back end on that, you got to sell the mobile home. So you got to go show the homes. And there's a lot of no's before you get a yes, you know. And then, you know, I sell, uh, I do, you know, like uh, direct mail letters. So, I send out 200 letters a month. I may get four phone calls out of those letters. Wow. I may only get two, you know, two people ready to sell. And then I may only get one person that's ready to sell, you know, this month. The other person may be ready to sell three months from now. So, you know, you get a lot of no's. It's a lot of groundwork. It's a, it's a lot of grinding that, you know, goes into it. But, you know, if you put in the work, then it's definitely going to pay off. When you get those no's, what keeps you consistent and keeps you wanting to continue after you hear a no? Because, you know, one of the hardest things in life is rejection. And so many people take it in so many different ways. What keeps you motivated after you receive a no to still keep going and do what it is that you're doing? I just know that, like, uh, when I get all those no's, I just know that one yes will change my life. Like, you know, one yes could be the deal to change my life. So. I just look for that one yes, you know, regardless of all the no's, you know, I know, you know, it takes a thousand no's to get one yes. So when I, so when that yes comes, you know, it could be life changing. So it makes it all worth it in the end. And how's that process waiting for that one yes? Because, you know, it's, it, you know, you, and you saying that, you know, it, it sounds very simple, but in the, in the, you know, nah, yeah. you being someone who experienced it, you know, you know, like in the meantime, nah, yeah. you get that in the yes. beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, yeah, you really like, ah, nah, man. So definitely like, you gotta be confident in it. Cause like, you, you just gotta be confident cause you will get a lot of no's and they do hurt a lot. Like you said, it, it, I, I make it sound like it's, it's, it's all like, you know, fine and dandy, but nah, they hurt everyone's things. It's like, dang, am I doing this wrong? Should I give up? You know, sometimes, not even going to lie, like a few months ago, I was thinking about going back to a job because I was getting so many no's. I was like, dang, but just knowing that if you double down on the process, that it's all going to work out for you. You just got to, you know, you just got to keep your foot down and just keep doubling down. And then just learning when you get no's, tweaking things to make sure that, you know, that you're not getting the same no for the same thing. So, Let's say I'm putting out bandit signs and I'm like, this area is not hitting on bandit signs. Let me go direct now. So that way, if I do get another no, I know it's just like this area is messed up, not my marketing campaign and something that I'm doing. So, 
you know, you got to switch it up and just keep it, you know, and just stay confident, keep your head, keep your head high. Cause it's a lot. It is. It's, it, 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 it can break your confidence. It can. Like, yeah, yeah. I can definitely feel that. Cause you know, I, you know, with me, my real estate license, I've gotten a couple of no's and I sat there yeah. and I was just like, but I don't even want to do this no more. So. Nah. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it <laughs> yeah. got you rethinking the whole game plan. Like, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. It's definitely tough, man. But one thing that I also wanted to touch on is that it's the fact that you, you said that you knew at one point while you were still working your previous job that you wanted to transition to something else. How did you take that leap of faith and what, you know, what, what moves did you have to put in order to make that leap of faith for someone who's listening, who's, who's having a dream, who's wanting to be an entrepreneur and who's, you know, you know, thinking of it, but just can't fully commit to it. How, yeah. how did you make that move to, to fully, you know, jump into this? Well, I would say I just like jumped off the porch for real. So <laughs> I wouldn't, if it was if, for people listening to this, to, to this, don't do what I did, like actually have some cushion. So I have some money saved up. Cause me, like I had wholesaled the mobile home and like once I wholesaled the mobile home and I really like realized I could pull money out of thin air, I was like, I made the same amount in like a week that I made, you know, in the whole month of working. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing, you know, after that, it kind of changed my, my mindset on money. And I was like, I really don't need to work, you know, all these hours to get the same pay. Yeah. So then kind of when the job started going one way and I stopped caring about the job, you know, and then. We kind of just saw differently, you know, we didn't see eye to eye anymore. I just kind of just quit. And then that kind of, you know, set me back. So I would definitely say stay down at your job a little bit, stack some cushion. That way, when you know, like, once you know what you're doing, you can just go full fledged in that. Like me, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I had to be, you know, put out banner signs. I knew I had to do tax delinquent letters and stuff. I had to buy courses to like keep learning and stuff, but I didn't have the money then. So I, you know, I was buying Walmart, cheap Walmart signs and doing that, like, trying to get my hustle off the ground versus I could have kept using my job to fund my business and like make it, you know, I still, you know, I'm grateful to be in the position I am right now, you know, not having to be in that struggle anymore, that grind phase and kind of like survival mode is what I call it. Mm -hmm. But like, I would definitely not jump off the porch like I did and kind of have a plan. Cause I didn't have a plan really. Like it took me three months to like get my stuff together for real. So definitely get focused, you know, just spread it out a little bit longer at your job. Yeah. Stack up some bread, stack you up like two, three months, and then go full fledged with your plan and then focus on the business. Gotcha. It's, it's, it's hard, you know what I'm saying? You got to pay bills. The bill's still coming. You ain't got no job. <laughs> you ain't got no money coming in. It's hard. Yeah, it the, cool. Your bills don't care if you try to be an entrepreneur <laughs> or not, <laughs> man. They don't care at all. But no, nah, yeah. no. One thing that I will say, you are one of the biggest hustlers that I know. Like, I know a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different businesses. And you have a work ethic and a consistency and um, the adaptability to just in any like any room you're in you can control the room and you learn you're someone who is a learner I don't, I don't think you know a lot of people know that too much you love to read you love to learn yeah. you love to study like you are yeah. you you are really intelligent and you're really good at what you do about learning you take the necessary strategic steps to learn something before you fully jump into it. and I think that that's something that a lot of people need to hear as well too they don't, you know, you're not just jumping into it. You do your research, you learn, yeah. you read up on it, you talk to the right people, you watch the right videos, you you take the right courses, as you just said, and yeah. then, you know, you make that decision. And how important is doing your research on something before jumping into that, jumping into Man, 
it's everything. Like for me, I, I have to know, and I, I just because I overthink everything, mm-hmm. I gotta have like all the answers to my questions kind of before I do something. Like you know, ultimately, I'm not afraid to like jump into something, but I gotta know kind of what I'm getting into when I do it. So the more I can just like have an answer for or have a solution for a problem that can come up before it comes. That way I'm prepared. It just it's way better. It's like I, I don't I don't know who said it, but it's like that quote. It's like you give me eleven hours to chop down a tree, I'm gonna spend the first ten sharpening my my axe. It's like that same kind of that same thing. And just like, you know, even NBA teams, NFL teams, they spend all week practicing to get ready for their opponent. I kind of take that same approach and whatever I do is like, you know, put in all the practice, put in all the work, and then when it's time to show up and put, you know, time to show out, you know, I'm ready. That's what's up. That's awesome. And so right now you're located here in Austin. You got some properties here. What what are some places that you're wanting to venture out to and that you're wanting to establish yourself in? Yeah. So right now, uh, it's just really I just want to kind of buy stuff in Austin. My like after mobile homes, my goal is to buy, you know, apartment complex. And then, uh, you know, I'm from Panama, so I want to buy a property out there, a couple of properties out there. So those are kind of like my big my big, you know, dreams or goals. But outside of that, I just want to buy buildings and just different businesses here in Austin. And I kind of keep it local. Yeah. And then like one I said, thing, play Monopoly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then one thing that I ask a lot of the people that come on here is where did you get your entrepreneurial spirit from? You know, you're someone, like I said, you're one of the biggest hustlers that I know. I can say that hands down, not even trying to just say that for the for the podcast. Like in real life, you're you know, a yeah. genuine hustler where you know was your mom a hustler or your your you know your, where do you get that entrepreneurial spirit from do you think or do you think that you just you know just all the the, the learning that you do that is where you got it from where do you think that that spirit came from I think it just stems from like being broke honestly young and just like not wanting to be broke and just like you know wanting to always have money and just watching the stuff that I used to watch when I was little it's like the people that worked or the people that had money hustled, mm-hmm. whether, you know, like regardless of what the hustle was, the people that had the most money, they were the ones that put in the work and they hustled. So I think that's where it kind of just stemmed from. And then just like I was I was really blessed to work, you know, at a corporate job, you know, at a, at a credit union at a young age. So I kind of seen what that life would do, you know, like I can make it in that life. You know, it's easy to make it in that life. So mm-hmm. just having wanting it, wanting more out of like myself and then wanting to like not see me fail is kind of why I have that you know I guess that grind or that motivation that hustle because like really when you when you kind of believe in it when you bet it all on yourself you ain't really got nobody you have nobody really but yourself to like you know people are going to root for you people are going to want you to succeed but at the end of the day it's up to you to get to you to get to uh, your goals so you can't let you down that's how I look at it I just can't let myself down that's awesome and so for yeah. those who are wanting to learn a little bit more of the things that you do, what are some good things that they can, what are some things that they can do to try to follow in your same footsteps? Say if there's someone right now who's listening, who's like, man, I, I, I love what he's doing. I love what he's saying. And I just don't know which route to take when it comes to following the path that he took. And, you know, not necessarily the same path that you took, but yeah. just a general, you know, aspect of how to get into the mobile home game. Yeah, definitely. They can hit me up on Instagram. Uh, I still got, I don't really post on TikTok anymore, but I still got all my videos on TikTok. Like, I think that was, that was like, when I go back and look at them. I'm like, I like that. I missed that phase of life. Mm-hmm. It was just like the grind phase. So all those old videos are still up when I was like learning myself 
and just putting out the game for free. So they can check those out. And then, you know, they can always hit me up on IG at Ishe underscore Mitchell. What's up? And then yeah. how how important is it to have a social media presence? You know, because you just said that, you know, when you were first starting out, you were grinding, you had the TikTok videos, you had everything going. How mm-hmm. important is it in your in your business and just in general to have a social media presence to to work out and do the things that you're doing? Yeah, I think it's really it's really underrated because uh, like social media allows you to reach a whole nother level, like a whole nother demographic of people that you wouldn't reach you know here in the city so like from tiktok i've gotten people from houston atlanta dallas you know all these other places that i wouldn't been able but would have been able to reach just being you know here in austin so i've gotten a lot of deals uh from tiktok i've gotten you know people that buy that want to buy mobile homes from tiktok and same thing from instagram like i've met a lot of people and i've built a lot of relationships just through instagram from people asking me what i do and then me being interested in what they do so you know, it's real genuine, uh, and I, I'm very fortunate for the, some of the some of the relationships that I've gotten through social media. Honestly, that's awesome. And which one would you say would be one of the best platforms to use as um, a lead generator, or to get your name out there, or just to connect with others? All of them. I think you got. There's not just one. I think you got to use all of them, and just like knowing what to post on all of them. So you know, TikTok has the videos. Instagram, you can post reels and photos and then don't even sleep on Facebook because pretty much all the money I make pretty much comes off of Facebook, honestly. So like if Facebook were to shut down, Austin Mobile Home shuts down. But yeah, definitely use all platforms because, you know, I get leads from TikTok. I get buyers from Instagram and then or, and then I can post them on Facebook and, you know, find sellers, or buyers there. So just use all of them. That's awesome. And yeah. so, you know, as you grow in business, you know, you there's I don't know if you've reached this moment yet, but there's always that one point in business where you where you'd be like, man, I wish I would have told my younger self to do this or to not do this. Have you had like one of those kind of epiphany moments where it's like, man, I wish I would have told I wish I would have knew this back then kind of situation. Yeah. Every day, there's every day I'm like, I wish I would have, you know, done this differently. I wish I would have said this when I was negotiating stuff like that I wish I wouldn't have let this deal get out of the way but it's just like I'm just you know you just got to remember that you're still learning and that you know there's always there's always room to improve gotcha. like no matter how how good you're doing you can always do better got you and so one thing that you always said um as well too is connecting with others you know, you, you connect with others through social media, but what are some other ways as well that you connect with others, you know, out and about kind of situation? Do you wear your your, your logo? You have a, you know, branded yeah. clothing as well, too. What are some other ways that you could connect with other people and, you know, you know, gather up more business for someone who's, you know, trying to follow that same path as well? Yeah, definitely. So uh, going to meetups, there's an app called Meetup. And then whatever venture you're doing, whether it's, you know, health, hair, real estate, uh you know just anything you can go meet up with people that are kind of doing the same things that you're doing in the city so you can do that uh like you said branded clothing every time i wear a hoodie or you know a polo people are like austin mobile homes what's that what's that and then you know i kind of tell them so i introduce myself that way and then you know i give them a business card they give me their card so kind of meeting people that way and just anytime i'm out like socially you know if i hear the word real estate if i hear something like that (laughs) Hey, I'm like, you know, hey, like, what, you, what you got going on? So, and then, you know, it's not meeting people like that. So definitely uh, networking is huge because you never know. Like, you really never know. They say your network, your network is your net worth. So it, that is true because you can meet a lot of people that are like, 
even if they don't do what you're doing, they can know somebody that's doing that's doing what you do or that needs what you do. So, like, you know, you you may not need a mobile home, but you know somebody that, like, somebody may mention you, I'm looking at a mobile home. You're like, oh, I know a guy that, you know, sells mobile homes. So mm-hmm. just the more people know what you're doing, you know, the better. That's awesome. And then what got you into the idea of wanting branded clothing as well, too? Because, you know, that that right there for any business is is key. Because, you yeah. know, like you said, you're out and about, you're wearing a shirt and someone's like, hey, what's Austin Mobile Homes? How how in, how um, influential is it to have that in a business, whatever business you're doing? Yeah, I think it's I think it's huge, like. Because especially if you're a small business, you know, there's all these other companies that have, you know, thousands for marketing budgets and campaigns and stuff. So it's easy for them for them to get their products or, you know, their services out. And as small business owners, you kind of got to find whatever, you know, crease, crease or crevice that you can get into to, like, get your name out there and your business out there. So, you know, whether it's you wearing it or you giving them out to some friends so they can wear it, put your name out there. I think it's just another way to market yourself and market your business. That's awesome. That's yeah. super dope because, man, that clothing, I feel like is key when anytime you're wearing branded clothing and someone randomly sees it. And even with, you know, with real estate, they have this um, they have this, I guess you could say, trick that they have is wearing your your name tag upside down so that it's uh, mm. an icebreaker conversation starter whenever anyone walks up to you and be like, hey, your your name tags upside down. And then you can yeah start that initial conversation about, oh, actually, I'm a real estate agent or this and that. Yeah. So it's got smooth ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so you mentioned that you're also Panamania as well too. What what are some what are some of the 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 businesses that you want to get into out there as well? Is it renovating homes as well, or is it purchasing homes as well? Or um, do you? Yeah, see I just yourself, kinda, Sorry. Oh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, do you see yourself one day moving out there and enjoying life out there? Because you know it's super beautiful out there. So. Yeah, uh, I want to buy a vacation house out there. And then, uh, you know, I want to get my grandma a house out there for sure. So those are the two things. And then as far as like businesses, I don't really want to do any businesses out there. I just want to pour more resources into the businesses that they already have out there. Because, you know, a lot of the people out there, they don't make they make like $500 a week or, you know, no, $500 a month, my bad. So, you know, like five to $600 a month, that's what they're living off of. So I just want to be able to kind of give back once I make it out here be able to give back to kind of where my family's from that's what's up how important is it to give back you know a lot of people sometimes they they get a lot of success and they end up forgetting the roots or forgetting to give back and to you know be you know give to charities how how important is it to you and how important do you feel in you know in general from your perspective is it to give back anytime that you you know reach a certain level in business or just in general you don't have to be a business owner but just in general yeah I think for me, it just feels good. And just like the the wealthiest people I know, they're the most generous people, mm. like, you know, ever. So like one of my homies, he's like, he has like bread, bread for real. And he, mm-hmm. you know, he does a lot of stuff for us that he, do, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to or he shouldn't, you know, but he does anyway. And I, I think just it's kind of like a mentor to me, like being around him and just that generosity, it just makes me want to kind of do the same thing. And then I feel like, you know, if you're in a position to do it, you know, why not? You know, if it doesn't hurt you, why, why not make somebody else smile? Why not make somebody else feel better, feel good? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
And then, so we're we're about to wrap this up, but what are some last gems or keys that you can give to someone who's listening that's wanting to go into business or who just wants to go into the mobile home lane and that you could share with the people right now? Uh, I guess the last thing I would just say is that whatever, you know, they decide to do, whatever lane that they, they decide to be in, just, you know, focus and stay consistent. That's really all you can, all I can say. That's the, what I've realized is like, you know, everything else doesn't really matter unless you stay consistent. You know, you can have a big month, you can have, you know, a couple of good months, but if you're not staying consistent, all that doesn't mean anything. And it, it doesn't lead to longevity. So just staying consistent. Consistency is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, that's awesome. And then for sure. the people listening, how can they connect with you? What's your Instagram handle? What's a good website? And I'll have for for all you guys listening, I'll have that all in the description as well, too, so that you can link with him. But, you know, what are some ways that people can connect with you? Yeah, uh, Instagram, E-S-H-I-A underscore Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. Same with Facebook. And then uh, all my platforms are that, honestly. So, yeah, you can just find me from that. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, man. I greatly appreciate you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me, bro. Yes, sir. Later.